0: Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you, as always, by Live Casino, and we're going to keep talking Ravens. My article this week is up now live. Check that out. It's really breaking down this bizarro Ravens offense. And, folks, football season is here, and Live Casino is where FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports betting app, comes to life. Step up and place your bets at our self-service kiosk or with a sportsbook representative. Then cheer on your team and catch every heart-pounding moment of action on our huge 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I think this is a great time to play Baltimore. I mean, not obviously because Lamar's out. That's huge. Nobody relies on their quarterback or asks more of their quarterback than Baltimore, which I think is a a fault in their plan, to be honest with you. But also, I mean, we're going to do some, uh, some nuggets here, you know, as we always do late in the week, but over the last four games, and again, I, I was really worried about this offense, Baltimore's offense before Lamar got hurt. But over the last four games, the Ravens games are averaging the sixth fewest combined snaps, not many plays being run and the third fewest points. So over these last four games, The average Ravens game has Baltimore scoring 16.7 points per game and allowing 13.3. And they're just not running many snaps during that time either. Um, The Ravens' four losses this year are by a combined 12 points. I mean, think about that. That's pretty good. The last team to have four or more losses by 12 or fewer combined points was the 2010 Packers who, if you recall, went on to beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying the Ravens are in the Super Bowl, but it's an indicator that you're pretty good. Um, since 2018, the Ravens, under Harbaugh, obviously, are 25-5 and against opponents with a losing record at the time that they meet. The Chiefs are the only one better. So they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. The three NFL teams have a tight end as their leading receiver. As you can imagine, Baltimore's one. Of course, the Chiefs are one. You know the third one is? your are Pittsburgh Steelers. How about that? This is impressive to me. And hang with me. For his career, in all the games Mike Tomlin has coached the Steelers post-bye week, he is 99-50-1. That 66% winning percentage is the best since the 1970 merger. Is the fifth best, I'm sorry, since the 1970 merger of coaches that had at least five seasons. So what that tells me is it's not an accident. I doubt that over this huge stretch, the NFL has been so kind to the Steelers to give them weak schedules post-buy. This year they did. I admit that. Don't get me wrong. What this tells me is, Tomlin uses those two weeks to figure crap out, (laughs) and he gets it right. And we're seeing that again. Um, This contributes as well. The the Steelers' remaining opponents have a combined winning percentage of exactly 500. Uh, Baltimore, who they played twice, is the only team with a winning record currently on the slate. Baltimore's remaining opponents have a current winning percentage of just 459. And the Bengals are the only remaining team on their schedule with a winning record. So their stuff is even easier. But since 2020, they are one in five without Lamar Jackson in the lineup. Rough. Since 19, uh, here's a little bit of hope here. Since 1990, and remember, since for the bulk of that time, there were only six playoffs teams. Now there's seven. So it's easier to go to the playoffs this year and last year with seven out of sixteen going, as opposed to sixteen out of or six out of sixteen going. So these numbers are actually it's easier than it has been since nineteen ninety. But still, here we go. Since nineteen ninety, teams that start five and eight go to the postseason under one percent of the time. Teams that go six and seven go fourteen percent of the time. That's a massive swing. I mean, a 13-point swing, percentage swing of winning this game versus losing this game. And, guys, I'm not trying to get your your hopes up, and I know half of you are out there going, I don't want them to go to the playoffs. They get a worse draft pick. It's not crazy. If you win this game and you're 6-7, and seven, you've got a 14% chance, and really it's better than that because there's seven spots now and not six. So that's what I got for you. Um, I'm going to take a break and then we're going to do a whole segment, a beefier segment on when the Steelers have the ball as we usually do. All right, all right. EPA per play, expected points added. Steelers' offense is now up to 22nd. 26th in dropbacks, you know, when they throw the ball. Seventh in rushing EPA. Pittsburgh's offense produces 1.56 points per drive. Points per drive, I think, is a telling one because, you know, you, you can't really dictate how many drives you get to some degree. Only the Texans, Colts, and Broncos are worse. So things are getting better, but they're not producing enough points per drive yet. Baltimore's defense is 14th in EPA. Uh, they're 16th per dropback and are fifth against the run. Baltimore's defense allows 1.97 points per drive, which is noticeably more than the Steelers produce per drive. And that's f- 14th best in the league. Only one defense sees a higher percentage of pass plays than the Ravens. So teams, no one's running on the Ravens. And I mean, right now, especially teams are throwing like crazy against the Ravens, not with, with moderate success, but a high, high percentage of the time. So a big thing this EPA site does is they combine your EPA and completion pers- percentage over expectation. I know that's a little nerdy for you guys. But it's promising for Kenny Pickett. He's 22nd amongst quarterbacks. And that's right behind Justin Herbert and Kirk Cousins. One spot ahead of Aaron Rodgers. So, it's not bad company. I know those guys aren't having stellar years. Trust me. Uh, Pickett averages 7.5 air yards per passing attempt. That's 20th in the NFL. But it's also tied with Pat Mahomes. Uh, Only 11 qualified quarterbacks have a better completion percentage than Pickett. Pickett hasn't thrown an interception in three of his four home games this year. Deontay Johnson. He got a 38% of the targets last week. That's a massive share. Pickens got just 8%. That needs to change. Yeah, I mean, I think we all agree with that. Uh, Pickett's is still fourth among NFL rookies in receptions and receiving yards, despite catching one pass for two yards last week. He's still fourth among rookies. So, since... Claypool got traded to the Bears. Friar has played a higher percentage of his snaps in the slot and has received a 23% target share. That's a very high percentage for a tight end. However, last week, Friar ran a route on just 50%, 55% of the dropbacks, and Friar has four or fewer receptions in four of his past five games. Still, yards per route run is one of my favorite stats. He's fifth amongst all tight ends in that metric. So, I'm not real sure why his snap count was down last week. I don't have not gotten any kind of good answer. Cowboys, Eagles, Patriots, Bucks are the only defenses in the league with more sacks than Baltimore who have gotten to opposing quarterbacks 37 times. So after rushing for 150, uh, 154 yards in Atlanta, sometimes these numbers tie me up too, folks, the, uh, the Steelers now have 734 rushing yards over the last five games. 734 over five games. Uh, Najee Harris has been on the field for 66% of the Steelers' snaps this year. Last week, he was also used for exactly two-thirds of the offensive plays. He has 90-plus scrimmage yards in three of his last four games and has scored a touchdown in every AFC North matchup this year. Doesn't mean he will again, but, eh, you know. Um, Ravens defense yields just 3.8 yards per rush attempt. Only the Niners are better over their last over the most recent five games. Baltimore's giving up only 50.8 rushing yards per game. And as I mentioned before, pe- teams are just throwing a higher percentage of the time because they're really good against the run. Since week eight, the Ravens have allowed opposing running backs, not quarterback runs or end of rounds, running backs. To average two point eight yards per carry since week eight. That's a pretty good stretch. Not going to be a huge Najee game, I don't think. Last week, Pittsburgh converted fifty percent of their third downs. They were six of twelve over their last four games. The Steelers have also concert, converted exactly fifty percent of their attempts, thirty of sixty during that stretch. It's exceptional. A um, couple little notes about these guys' defensive snap counts and who, how they use people. Calais Campbell, you know he's hitting up in age. He's not an every snap player at this point. He played 64% of the snaps last week. He's still a really good player, really good against the run. Kind of their version of Cam Hayward, to be honest with you. Not quite as good, but leader, tough experience, all that good stuff. But third and fourth down snaps, Campbell's out there 92% of the time. So they use them when it matters most is really the the, the key there. So this is interesting to me and hang with me with the snap counts and percentages and whatnot. But amongst the Ravens' safeties, Chuck Clark and Geno Stone never left the field against Denver. And remember, Marcus Williams, their prize free safety is out. But Kyle Hamilton, the stud from Notre Dame rookie first round pick, he also played 55% of, the, of Baltimore's snaps last week. So 55% of the time, they had three safeties on the field. Clark and Stone never left. Hamilton was out there for 55% of snaps. But of, of his snaps, two-thirds of them, Hamilton lined up in the slot. He's a 6'4", 220-pound safety. So this correlates with their cornerback usage. Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey played every snap as well. But no other cornerback played more than 15% of the snaps. So what that tells you is they really don't have a slot corner right now. Because Humphrey, one of the beauties of Humphrey, he's a really good player, is he's an excellent outside corner and he's an excellent slot corner. You would think there's more corners in the league like that. There aren't. I mean, it's a rarity. That's a different type of skill set. So if they had a third corner they trusted, either a slot guy, they would probably plug him in instead of Hamilton as their slot corner. Or an outside guy, they could bump Humphrey to the slot. That's not what they're doing. They're using safeties for that. And do I, I, mean, I understand it was against Denver, but it's not like it was against Atlanta or a team that lives in heavy personnel like the Ravens. I mean, Atlanta still has a lot of three receiver sets, and you know they're, they're not an unorthodox offense. I think that's just the, the state of the Ravens secondary right now. Um, last note here, too. Humphrey's their best corner, and as I mentioned, he can play outside or in. But Peters is only an outside corner. But right now, they don't switch sides at all. So when Kenny Pickett comes to the line of scrimmage, Peters is almost always going to be on the outside to Pickett's right. 90% of his snaps this year, that's where Peters has aligned. So if you like a matchup, boy, Deontay's killing Peters. Pickens is killing Peters. And Peter still is a good player. He's never been my cup of tea because he's a real boom bust guy. Big plays are great, but tends to bite on double moves trying to make big plays. And, you know, he, he has had a lot of bad plays, too. A lot of good, a lot of bad. And he's a little older now. So anyways, if, if you really like a matchup, you can dictate it. I mean, Pickens is killing this guy. Well, I'm just going to line Pickens up to the Kenny's right or vice versa. You know what I mean? Or someone's killing Humphrey. So you kind of know where their guys are at is, is my point. Um, tomorrow we will wrap up the week talk about when Baltimore has the ball a lot of interesting nuggets there too they're a strange offense as I stated in my article go check that out leave me some comments we will talk tomorrow see you